we on to discuss? Uh, nah, but we at the start right now. Welcome okay. everybody to another episode of Driven Minds. This is your host, Franz Bowen. This is your host, co-host, Travis Week. Late co-host. Yeah, but he's still late. A little tardy. You know, but I'm here with, with the good brother, Anthony Frazier. Mm. Thanks for coming on board, bro. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. Yo, new work's very on, Anthony Frazier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, and sir. I, I'm, I'm actually super thrilled. To, to speak to you because you know just doing just doing my googles okay and, and, and you know just research you you have a very tremendous story um I kind of before we like go into like you know where you're from or whatever I I, I do want to start off on this point so I watched your TED talk that you okay. gave and I thought it was very profound how you broke down the life of uh the of of the, the Greenwood Reservoir, yeah, residence. yeah, the black words, and but using but using and for for those that don't know, like Greenwood, um, aka Black Wall Street, um, in Tulsa, um, I, I thought it was genius how you how you broke down the steps to to just community awareness and development through that example, yeah, um, and I I, I wanted to you know start how much of that. Have you taken in and applied to to your own uh, life? Uh, I mean, honestly, man, I think you know, just uh, almost all of it. You know, like to me, I think they were the first scrappy entrepreneur. You know, mm-hmm. when you thought about it, true indeed. They didn't have you know a lot of money to start with. They just had each other. That was it. You know, and so I think sometimes you know when we start in businesses, you know. Um, especially with me, I just identified with it because I didn't have nothing. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right, these guys, you know, they just relied on each other and just continued to do that. And, you know, segregation basically became an advantage. You know, and that's what I'm all about. I'm, I'm, I'm about turning disadvantages into advantages. Mm-hmm. I think that's what life is all That's what stoic philosophy is all about when you think about it, right? And Absolutely. So, you know, this is a group of African-Americans who was basically practicing Stoic philosophy, you know, without even really, you know, realizing it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it was just it was just a blessing to just research that and it, and it just dawned on me like, yo, like, you know, I, I think I'm going to adopt some of that. Man. That's pretty much what it was. Yo, and so that's dope. So is, is that you, 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 would you consider yourself a Stoic? Uh, or like I would say I would say practicing aspiring stoic okay like I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily you know define like yo I got it down pat yeah I think I'm more so like someone who's just attempting to get it down pat and honestly I think you know there's a guy who uh, Ryan Holiday I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him but he wrote a book called The Obstacle is the Way and it's all about how you know the obstacle we, is the way. The obstacle is the way. That's fine. And I read that, and that's what introduced me to Stoic philosophy. Right. And I was like, wow, like this is amazing. The ones that don't know, yeah. including me, what is uh, Stoic philosophy? If you sum it up. I mean, it's basically you know a, a way of life that you know was kind of developed through old philosophers and even like you know Marcus Aurelius, who was like a, a Roman emperor. Okay. You know, yeah. he would write you know um, meditations and journal entries, you know, and things that just kind of helped him become, develop himself into like a great thinker, you know, and he's, and Stoic philosophy is all about, you know, um, not really, I would say, perceiving something as bad, you know, just more so perceive, trying to find 
the good in every every obstacle that yeah. you know that come before you. And just so it's it's, gotcha. it's constantly searching for the opportunity. Exactly. The, yeah. Always seeing, seeing the positive and the negative. Yeah, perception, man. Perception. Would, would you say you were um, raised to, to to keep that type of uh, optimism? I don't think, you know, honestly, man, I don't really think I, you know, as a kid, you know, that was something that, you know, I was taught. You know, it was more so something that I developed into as I gotten older, um, as a kid, it was more so just trying my best to develop uh, the mind state. Uh, I just couldn't get, I couldn't get it together, man. You know, I, I dealt with a lot of bullies and things like that. You know, just like a lot of things that just kind of had me all beat. Uh, man, what's up, brother? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I don't think as a kid that that was really uh, the mind state for me. Nah. Well, I'll even go into the other uh, well, first how I even know about Anthony was um, before I even knew about you on social media or even did my research, um, a mutual friend of ours, um, Alex Wolf, mm. you know, she's an attack game heavy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um uh, yeah, she um she mentioned you to me and I'm like, she's like, do you know brother um Anthony from um, he does um, tech conferences in Norway. I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm like, how do I? Because I, I grew up in Jersey, like South okay. Jersey, so um, I wasn't familiar. She was like, yo, you're doing this thing, da da da. I'm gonna drop your name, see if I can link you on both or whatnot. And it just so happened I met you at the uh, the networking yeah. event when you were on the panel. Yeah, the, the money joint. The yeah, money yeah, joint. Yeah, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? And you were like one of the doper uh, panelists on this. So I'm like, yo, we gotta build with this dude. So yeah. we go have that fronts and um. One of the main things is that, um, you know, even to, we're going we're gonna to go back, but uh, the hearing about you doing a tech 808 conference and whatnot, how did you even step into the tech world? Like, how did that even? Um, I mean, you know, I stepped into the tech world kind of by mistake, man, to be honest with you. It was more so, like, I only, you know, I'll give y'all exclusive, to be honest, man. Like, you know, because I, like I always tell the story, but I never really go into, like, super detail. But I used to be on this message board forum heavy, and um, it was this guy, you know, because I was in the video games, and there was this guy there who claimed he worked for Capcom. Mm. So he would, come to the, he would come to the message board, and he'd always be talking about, you know, what he did at work. And, you know, it was we, we was all young gamers. We was, like, you know, early high school. We was like, yo, like... We wanted to get into that life because I was just into video games. Hell right, right. And this dude was just always coming back, you know, saying, yo, yo, yo. You know, he would even post pictures of, you know, his house, his girl, all that stuff. And we was like, yo, he lived in a life, yo. He bought a beach and shit. Like, you know, we was like, yo. Turns out he was fake. Yo. Oh, <laughs> was crazy. Yeah, like, it was kind of some loser shit. It's like, damn, yo, you catfishing dudes watching the Exactly. We out here having dreams. Yeah, but he don't even realize that he planted a seed in me, though. Mm-hmm. Even though he was faking, like, he kind of planted a seed that was like, yo, like, I don't want to live a regular life. You know, like, even though after I had struggles after that, that seed still stayed in me. Like, I was like, yo, like, I, I, I want, I feel like I want to go do something else. Like, right. and so eventually, um, me and a few of the guys who were on that same message board, we was like, yo, fuck it, let's be real about it. So we got together. I didn't even know none of these guys, man. We just got together and basically um, bought a domain name called thecoalition.com. It was like six people. We was like, let's go in. So we just started hammering out articles, started doing a, a bunch of stuff, and eventually, you know, traffic grew to like 100,000 uniques a month, then 200,000 uniques a month. Wait, what year was this? This was like 2008. Yeeks. How were you tracking all of this stuff? Because 
those times it was still very much like not even a wild west. Like where were you getting your analytics from? I mean, Google Analytics was out at 08. Yeah, it, was. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't ex, as, as expansive as yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they had things like um, Stat Counter. Like it was a lot of different little you know right. small tools before Google kind of right. pushed everybody else out the market. You know? What was the domain name you said? Um, thecoalition.com, which okay. is still uh, up and running today, you know, it's still up and live, and we, we still got live coverage, everything, yeah, it's That's still, what's up, yeah, it's still running, I mean, I, I don't run the day-to-day, right. you know what I mean, like, I co-own it, but I don't run the day-to-day no more. Would your competition, would that be like a machinima or something like that? Um, not necessarily, machinima, they, you know, they on a whole nother level, I think our competition is more so like, well, we're an independent gaming, gaming site, so... Okay. You know, our goal was to basically be, uh, at the beginning, our goal was to be like a black IGN. You know, because, you know, we were looking at IGN and you look at those stories, like, it was telling stories like, yo, you know, I didn't grow up like that. I didn't grow up as a, you know, you know, this overweight, you know, Caucasian male in his his basement with cheese doodles on a controller. Like, my uncle was teaching me how to play Tecmo Bowl, you feel me? Like, like I had a different story, man. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have that story that they had, you know, like, like, you know, so I feel like people of color had different stories when it came to gaming, but it was what wasn't being told because the, the typical gamer had a certain image. And when, and it, and it, you know, it's so crazy when we started to come out and talk about games, you know, it would be white people in the comments of our articles saying, y'all don't play games like y'all, because they don't even see us owning the console. That's how oblivious right. to, to, to the, to oh, we, 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 like people's like, yo, like, <laughs> All they thought we did was like play, you know, Zelda, like um, not Zelda, 2K and, oh, and NBA Madden. Man. But when, when we started talking about RPGs and we started talking about action right. adventure yeah. games, exactly. going like to that. talking about some Lagaya yeah. and some uh, Metal Gear Solid one time. Uh, <laughs> I know. They, they, they just couldn't believe that we. They, they, it almost offended them that we had an opinion about these games. Mm. Like it was, a, they was offended that we had an opinion. Like they tried to hack us. Like they were trying to take us off the internet. That's crazy. You know, that's I never talked about that. Like the racism was on a whole nother level. That's why when you see like this, I don't know if you ever heard of this thing called Gamergate that took off not too long ago, where they was looking at some sexism and all this stuff that was happening in the gaming industry. Wow. But racism is bigger. Oh. Racism is a big swept under the rug. You know, people feel like they can say whatever they want on their mic. Yeah, in the comments online, on the mic. Bro, I've been called a nigga so many times online. It ain't even yeah, like it's it's, it's right. yeah, people get called. I mean, it, it got it got to spin less when you whooping that ass though. It do spin you know less. I mean, it, it was funny, man. It was like yo, it be me and my homie, yo. It, you know, it get to the point where like we be whooping their ass so bad that. They just start resulting to the nigga, 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 and then, exactly. and then you know, we just start getting, you know, and this is back when Xbox first started, you know, some people would use their cameras. And so when they turned the camera on, it was jokes. You know, me and my homie just like, we just start, you know, we start getting on them like, yo, what's that on the back of your bed, bro? What you doing? Like, and then they just, then they just turn it, then they go home crying, you know, they get off, you know, so that's good man. That's dope. So yeah. you cut. So that was your your, your introduction to you know yeah, um, I mean, that was the, entrepreneurial online yeah, businesses. You know, but we weren't making no money. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, at that time, you know, and, and, and it was fun. 
We travel, you know, we you know, we earn enough ad money where we could take the whole team to California for E3, which is a big game. Yeah. We could travel, we could do a lot of different things, but it wasn't like a salary based, you know, thing that we were doing. So right. um, you know, I started looking at other opportunities and that's when I started really looking at the tech industry. Not necessarily, you know, gaming. Yeah, what year was this at this point? Now? This was like 2009 when I started really looking at it. I had to go get a job, you know, so because like, I was in school while I was doing the coalition. Right. But I ended up dropping out of school because, you know, it just wasn't for me. You know, I was going to a county college. And the county college, you know, was Texas County College, you know, I feel familiar in Newark. And, um, you know. They ain't got no, ain't got no windows in the classroom. <laughs> and it was like brick walls and no windows. I felt like you I was go to school. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I just dropped. I was like, I was like, no, I'm good. I felt like I was like at Rikers. You know? like, yeah. like it was. It was just your environment too. Yeah, it just it was. Yeah, it was very uninspirational. So I was, you know, I was like, forget it. I ended up getting a job at Kmart, working overnight. Um, Grinding times, basically. Yeah, you know, and then in the morning I work on the gaming site, and then mm. eventually. When, when it was time to really, you know, I was feeling like I needed to set my game up. I just dropped out of uh, school. Um, I worked a little bit more longer, but then I dropped out of that as well. And so I was like, I'm so where did you get involved with the um, the fat startup? Right, actually. Yeah, I got involved with the fat startup. I was actually in Silicon Valley for uh, for about a half a year building this other startup that I that I was the CEO of called Play. It was uh, basically Foursquare for video games. Right. You know what I mean? I was doing that. And um, they were filming like this CNN special called Black in America, Silicon Valley at the time. Now y'all, y'all can actually catch it on maybe iTunes. CNN called too. Black in America. I remember when that was going on. It was like like a two hour special. Had like two yeah, it was like no, well, they gave us an hour, man. It should have been two hours, right, but right, you know, right. I'm asleep. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, they filmed us the whole summer. You know what I mean? Like, like they got so much footage really? of me and all the other people who were part of that. So it was kind of weird. It's like, yo, they only to condense it into an hour. It really didn't get to me. I don't feel like it tell it told the story that it could have told. Right. Because right. it was a lot of go, a lot of stuff going on that didn't make it to the TV. Mm. And I was just wondering, like, man, like what? I mean, just like the struggles, like the real struggles. You know what I mean? Like they they decided to focus on like sometimes they you know we'll see them focus on like. Because one of the dudes had a white girlfriend in the house, and they would just kind of be like, oh, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on? How people feel about that? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not important. Yeah. Right. So we out here trying to get it for Like, we here trying to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm pitching at Google and Facebook. Y'all want to talk about the white girlfriend? Like, come on, man. And shout out to my dude Pius, you know, because that was his girlfriend. And, it, and, and honestly, they was like, you know, to me, they was some of the best people in the house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, what are we doing? Why are we creating controversy? You know, so. And and you know it, it was it was just like one of those things, man. But it, I'm I'm completely grateful for the opportunity, man. Because to be honest with you, if I didn't do any of those things, there would be no fast startup. Right. We wouldn't even be talking right now, right. you know. So when my company, when I came back from um, Silicon Valley, I launched my company, played, and we did really good in the first three months. We had thirty thousand active users on our way. Nice. Uh, to 100k but then some we had some hiccups you know one of the first hiccups was THQ who we had a partnership with went bankrupt you nice. know and then the second hiccup was uh, you know Sony and Microsoft started pulling access to their API from me so uh, like that was like a core part of my product and then the third hiccup was I was I started to not get along with my investor I only had one angel investor at that time right. and the goal was to raise around 
after my app had launched. Right. I had built some really solid relationships in Silicon Valley. But I had, you know, I can't really name them now. I can't really right. name these guys. But I had some real solid right. individuals. So in the beta version of the um, of your um, of the company, you had thirty thousand active users already. Nah, that was that wasn't that wasn't even, yeah. You can call it beta, but we we was live production. Oh, like live. we were, we was okay. live. Like we was working. Right. It was out there. TechCrunch did the article. You could look it up. Um, Mashable, you know, named as one of the hottest apps to get this, you know, this this oh, year wow. type mm. shit. Like, yo, we was out there. Like, I was, I was, yeah, I, I, I felt like I was doing this for a kid who didn't have no app, no coding experience, yeah. no nothing. Oh, yeah, like, I was gonna ask like, you, like, who, who built that platform? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but still, like, yo, That's I felt good. like, still, like, you know, like, I felt like. You know, I didn't, I felt like I was like, when, when you think about the people that was in that house with me, man, yeah. we're talking about behemoths, you know what I mean? We're talking about tech geniuses, man. And, and for me, like, I was, you know, I was coming from Kmart, you know what I mean? We had MIT presidents. We had dudes who sold companies for millions. We had consultants in there who was making at least 100 or 70 to 100,000 a year, just like, and they was younger than me. And I was just like, Yo, I'm just that kid from Newark just came off my mama's couch. Like, and that's not saying I had more to prove, but I was just kind of proud of myself. Like, yo, as I, as you should be. I was just like, yo, at that point, like, you know, because I, I ain't really had a lot of proud moments in my life, you know, but at that moment, I was like, yo, damn, yo, I really pulled that shit off. Like, yo, I was just like, damn. Like, and, and to me, that's the reason why, you know, I don't want to skip forward, but that's the reason why I talk to a lot of young people now. I'm like, yo, like, this ain't really as hard as you might think, man. You yeah. know, I mean, it's 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 not it's simple, but it's not. No, I'm gonna reword that. It's simple. It's hard, but it's simple. And I think sometimes when people think about um, how easy or hard something is, they don't. They they. That, it's just a grind. You just gotta keep going and keep learning and yeah. things of that nature. But let me skip back. Um, and so we launched the app. Um, we came came up came up with those hiccups, and I ended up shutting down the company. Basically. Why? Yeah, I ended up shut up. Because you know, we those you know hiccups, those hiccups, you know, like my, my the main one was my investor, yo. Like I just kept thinking like, yo, do I, do I wanna keep cause he drove away those Silicon Valley mm. investors that I, they like me. Right, right, but when right. they was on the phone with him, it was like, yo, we don't really like dude. Like we you I know, know I don't really, not there. Yeah, I don't really feel like I wanna be in, involved with a company with this guy. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so he drove away, you know, those other investors. And to me, it was just like, you know, I just felt like, man, I don't really want to, I don't really want to continue with this dude. And because of that, you know, I had to shut down the company. And the reason being is because I signed a bum deal in the beginning. Remember, mm -hmm. I was just a young dude coming out of, coming out of, you know, I didn't know no better. Right, right. He owned, he owned 40% of the company. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That first investor. Dang. So he. So even if. So even if you would have continued to go on and take on other investors, eventually you would have been a minority holder, right? Yeah, because he, he, your he wasn't budging. Mm -hmm. He wasn't budging. Nah, he wasn't budging. He wasn't budging. It was just a real, like, real, real, real awkward situation. See, we're gonna take it a little way, a little bit back too. First of all, you and you and Newark, you decided to drop out of college. How did you even? Get to Silicon Valley, real quick. Um, so I I, I got an internship okay. at a company called Bubbleline. Um, you know, since I had the the Coalition.com bubbling, mm. I needed to get into the tech industry. I had to find a back door. Right. And so I looked at a company that was hiring college interns. Mm. 
Now, I'm not in college at the time. <laughs> and, I, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I felt like I was beyond intern status. But at the same time, I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me hit them up. Let me let them know what I could do. And then I don't know what got the interest, but they was like, all right, we'll invite you in. And so they told me it was either me or this girl. And this girl that they were the highest. She was college and she was really in college and all that. And I was on the street and I just told them, I was like, look, man, I looked at your website, looked at your traffic. Right now, I'm about 200, 300% more visitors than you. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hire me, and basically, I'll help you, you know, increase your traffic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think it was an easy decision at that yeah, point. They that ended point. up hiring us both. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, um, she got hired, I got hired as interns. They, you know, they paid us for, you know, one month of work, and then eventually, after that month, I got hired as a full-time business development associate. So at that time, that's how I snuck into the tech industry. Yeah, nice. After one year, that company failed, and the main investor was the guy who invested in my company. Gotcha. That's how I built that sense. relationship. Yeah, right, right. So at the end, you know, um, uh, basically, uh, there was this you know, tweet out from Angela Dan and Wayne Sutton. I'm not sure if you're familiar with these figures, but they were kind of like you know, pioneers when it comes to African-Americans in tech. And, you know, they sweet, like, yo, we started this accelerator in Silicon Valley. Only one day left to apply. I was like, fuck it, man. All I, at that point, all I had was screenshots, you know, like, kind of mock-ups of what I wanted to do. Right, right. But I had, but I had muscle behind me, which yeah. made me different. You know, like, I had, you know, my, my developers was Russian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, was, you know, the Russian hackers, you see the work they're doing now. Like, so, I already knew what it was. Like, Allegedly. Russian hackers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get no trouble. Exactly. And so, <laughs> they was like, they saw they saw that, oh, he's going to be able to really do what he's saying. Even though he don't have much right now. And so, they took me on and then I got the call. It was like, yeah, CNN's going to follow you the entire time. Why are you doing it? And it was like, all right, cool. I'm down. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I just want to change my life. Man. That's right, it. Right, like, right. Right. CNN come like, on. I'm at the party for a completely different reason. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I ain't even well, trying to be famous. Like, like oh, you know, and it's so funny. Oh, this morning, somebody recognized me from that special. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Quick Check, one of the Quick Check employees. Yo. I was like, didn't I see you on CNN? I'm like, wow, yo. Yeah. That's funny because most people kind of forgot about it. You know, like most people kind of, you know, forgot about it. You know, they don't know me for that no more. Right. So. Yo, that's so you 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 come back to New Jersey yeah. and um and help me get my bearings around this time. So you come back and you recognize that. You know, the city is, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, like dilapidated culturally. Yeah. Um, and you, you see that there's an opportunity to, for, for mentorship, um, for education. Yeah. So talk about, you know, just, just starting that, that chapter um, back home. Excuse me. Um, um, yeah, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I think that chapter was... Uh, it was interesting, man. You know, I remember it coming from Silicon Valley. It was nice and sunny, 70 degrees every day. <laughs> as soon as I get off the plane, you know what I mean? It's raining, it's gloomy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was wearing flip flop. My brother was like, What you wearing? Like, dog, where you at? Yeah, like, you you know where you at? You were a whole different. He's like, He was yeah. wearing Tim's. I had flip flops. He's like, Damn, I got to get back. I got to get back to, to where we at. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was. um. It, it was it was it was it was drastic because Newark, you know, you got you got to think about it. Newark's the largest city in New Jersey. Right. You know what I mean? It was, it's it's no excuse why Newark um, was in the shape that it's in. 
don't know. That you know great potential. Mean? Always had. Always had great potential, and it's starting to live up to it now. Now, right, we're right. we starting to really see the changes. I've seen some of the things happening, and I know about some of the things that's going to happen. And so, like, mm. I would say within the next five years, Newark could be, you know, uh, a beacon, you know, in Jersey. I believe so. I really think so. Yeah, I really I mean, think so. Yeah. Maybe ten years, but I, I see five as being like, you know, really where it's, where where people where it's like a really thriving city. Yeah, where yeah. people start to realize, damn, I need to get to Jersey. I need to no, move here. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, because it's getting it's starting to be like that now. To be honest with you, you know, mm-hmm. um, they can't. Every time there's a new a high rise or a new uh, apartment, you know, apartments that fills up quickly. Like people, they can't, they can't, they can't keep the wait with like waitlist galore for all that stuff right now. And so, you know, I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta do something about this, you know, this, cause I saw, I found myself coming to New York all the time before uh, we started recording. I was just telling them, I was just telling them like, how, you know, the energy was in New York, like when the early tech days started, you know, cause that's why I was really part of that early New York tech scene trying to come up and trying to look around, right. be part of things, going to the New York tech meetup and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, shout out to Frank Frank Dembo. I just saw him outside and was like, yo, he was one of the people that was really pioneering, you know, the tech scene in New York. Uh, so you just saw him yeah. outside alley is that? Yeah, yeah. When we when I was coming in. Yeah, and I was like, it was sounds like, yo, it's like full circle how, you know, right. I just saw him like, yo, he was like one of first of all, one of the only brothers who was really doing anything, you know, that, right. that looked like us. But then he was like almost the connection to almost everything in New York City when it came to tech, you know. And so it was just, you know, he, I found my son coming to New York, being part of his energy, it, what he was creating. And I was like, why not Why not Newark? You know, like, why, 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 why I gotta go all, why not cross the bridge? Why not go in the tunnel? Just to be part of something. Why not start it here in Newark? And I knew it was gonna be a long road, but, I was like, man, forget it. It's worth it. It's worth it, man. Yeah, you learned a, you learned a, a, some pretty significant uh, lessons just just getting that off the ground. You said like the first time you your, your first um, time out, there were five attendees. Yeah, yeah, only five At- people came to the first meetup. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> first meetup, you scheduled? Yeah, outdoor, yeah, outdoor yeah. yeah it was only and, like five people, man. Right. And, I thought it was dope. It, it didn't discourage you. Like you, nah, you, you kind of saw it as a all right. If five people came right. today, I think I could pull. At, but at, at this point, though, what was the vision? Is the vision like I'm going to do my own conference, or I'm going to get back started? Nah, it wasn't even. I'm not even thinking conferences. It was more so like building a community. And the reason why I was optimistic because I think that I didn't know nothing about stoic philosophy at that time, but I just knew something. Like I just knew about setting expectations. Mm. And I think that once you know something is going to be hard, that's when it becomes easy. Because now you know it's going to be hard. So now you you already know. You you're, you're not even going to dwell on it. Yeah, yeah, you're not even going to dwell on it. You, you already set the expectation that this is going to be okay. tough right, as right. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you're going to go about it a whole different way now. You know. Right. So like if, you, if I went into it like, damn, I need 100 people at this first meetup. I would have been. Right. I would have been. You know that it would take a, a little bit to build. I, up I was like, I was thinking years. Like I already knew. Like yo, it's fun. Like the people that I started to meet up with, they're gone. Mm. You know, like they dropped out within like three months. Mm. You know, no, no, no disrespect, no disrespect to them, but it was just like that's where I think. And now people kind of say, oh yeah, you the authority in Newark, like you the guy see in Newark or whatever like that. Which is dope. It's yeah. it's dope, but here's the thing. What created that was consistency. Mm. It wasn't that I knew more than somebody else. It wasn't that 
I was cooler than the next person. I was just working harder than the next person. I was just more consistent than the next person. That's it. Consistency. Consistency, consistency will get you off. off uh, I would say consistency creates authority. Mm. That's what I would say. If you want to be a man, just keep doing that shit every month and see what happens. You're going to become the man. That's it. Because people want to know what to expect from you. People want, they're going to, you're going to build a relationship. They're going to, you're going to build, people are going to start wanting to be part of that. Like, they're like, they, oh, that's a person I want to get to. You get yeah. it? Subconsciously, that's what they're going to start thinking. And then, so with, with that, like, you, you're becoming, you know, more confident. You're like, you know, I already set the expectation. It's going to be hard as shit. Yeah, and, yeah, and you yeah. you kind of start to develop your roadmap, right? Yeah. Talk about, like, you know, developing partnerships. Because you, you learned a lot about business just trying to accomplish this one thing. Like, yeah, this, this yeah, is my yeah. goal. This is what I want to do. I yeah. want to educate people in my community about tech. Yeah. This is what I want to do. But I need help to do it. And mm. you end up at City Hall. <laughs> but that goes awry. Like, what, what was that like? It's like <laughs> TED Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, man, like, you know, like, it was just one of those things where, you know, you just got to know where you at. Yeah. You got to know who you're dealing with. That's one of the laws of power to, you know, know who you're dealing with, right? And I think that, I think that, you know, you got to adapt in certain ways. You don't have to change who you are, but you got to become a Trojan horse. And what that means is you got to do enough just to get behind the wall. Once you're behind the wall, you can take all this shit off. <laughs> like surprise, I'm here. I was, this is nothing they can do. I swear to God, I was just having a conversation with this man. <laughs> so, how real is that though? You really like that? And if you study the greats, and we don't even have to go into detail of what you really, really saying. Yeah. If you study the greats, they follow suit. Yeah. They did what they had to do, but then right. when they when they got it, when they got the knowledge, also when they got the financial backing and power, they right. had more freedom right. in what they were able to do. Even right. come back and touch their community, come back and do this. So I respect them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of went about it. So I was like, yeah, I had to put on a suit, you know, to get to get in those meetings. But once once I got those meetings, it was over. Like, all right, cool. You know, we good. I already built the relationships. Um, they know who I am. They know what I do. And honestly, traction speaks louder than everything. Like, yo, it's like at the end of the day, it's like when you want to touch the community, you gotta come see me. Whether mm-hmm. I got a suit on or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Talk like whatever. It. Like. So it is. I mean, I'm a, I'm a wear a suit out of respect, but just know, like, you know, what I mean? like it's whatever, like, you know. And that's that's what you build with consistency. And honestly, they like, why you built that? Well, just doing it every month when everybody else quit. That's it. It's not magic. And that's what I was saying earlier. What was like simple and hard, right? It's simple. You just do it every month. What's so hard about that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but the hard part is doing it every month. It's a simple process. It doesn't take a genius, but it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, that point resonates with me the most because I'm like a I'm I'm a a classic overthinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'll be excited about something, but it'll take me a little while to like kind of wrap my mind around it because. I'd like it to be perfect when it's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, you. you the same way, bro. Yeah, you know, right. but the only way to it is through it, right? I mean, yo, that's real talk. I, I mean, I understand you because I used to be the same way. I think um, what really got me off my ass, to be quite honest with you, was just seeing people win. 
And it was like, yo, these guys are seeing people win who didn't do half of the things that I was thinking I had to do. Right. I was like, wait, you mean to tell me you skipped these stages? This dude only put this out and now he winning? Wow. And this this shit is half assed? And he winning? Yo, that's literally. Oh, yeah, can I need a hundred percent? This dude at ten, he winning? Hold up, right? Yo, I gotta get, I gotta get the work. I gotta get the work. You know what I mean? Like, yo, and that's 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 and that I wasn't saying that from a point from a uh, from a perspective of jealousy. It was more so like, yo, if they're brave enough to do that, mm-hmm. why am why aren't I? That was that's where the, that's that was where I was coming from. Not that I was mad at them. It was more so like I was mad at myself. Right. So like, damn, yo, like these dudes, they they going out there with only ten percent, you know, and and, and and just winning. And and I learned over time that it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be a right time. You just gotta do that. It's shit. never going to be a right time, bro. I promise you, it'll never be the right time. I agree. It'll never come. That time will never come. You. That time is now. Facts. I agree. That time is now, bro. I like, like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I like that. I, I can't. I can't. I can't break it down any other way, man. That time. Is so now. as it stands now, um, your 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 uh, your conferences. What what is that representation like yeah, now? Yeah. So like you know when I started the fast startup, it was shortly after you know I shut things down with the play business, the, mm-hmm. the gaming site, and so or the gaming app, not the site. The site's still up. And um, I met James Lopez, who was my co-founder. And at first, we weren't doing events. We was just, you know, blogging about hip-hop and tech entrepreneurship, trying to find a parallel. I, I remember that, which is crazy. I don't even remember who was actually in it, but I remember when I first being, like, intrigued by the tech world. Yeah. I remember the fat start just being just one of the representatives for uh, um, our, our culture pretty Word. much represented tech culture Word. years ago. So. Yeah, because that's what he was trying to do. Almost like well, what I was doing for the gaming industry, like, as far as, like, yo, let me make a site for black gamers. I was more so, with hip-hop, we were just trying to make a site that was, like, for people from urban culture, hip-hop culture. Yeah. You know, with, like, it's a tech site though. Like you learn about entrepreneurship. You learn about, but it got a vibe where like you learn about entrepreneurship, but you listen to the, like the latest home, you know, or the latest. And so we, we felt like it was a safe space to do it because you know, so many people in the tech industry were so influenced by hip hop. And when you think about it, you know, the grind of starting a company from bottom to the top. Hip hop. That's what hip hop is all about. Hell yeah. Started from the bottom that we had, like yeah. all of that. Tupac said, I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Yeah. Name one startup entrepreneur that's not trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cent. So many industries, bro. So many. So many. You know and I mean? that's why hip hop is so universal. But what we were trying to do was fit it to what, what the tech to the tech hustle. And um, as I got more into it, I started really becoming like a. I would say I started really just jumping into to, to studying hip hop as a as a as a whole, man. When you think about DJ Cool Herc. Um, who basically is the father of hip hop? The way the way, the way he discovered hip hop was he found um, these small sections in larger records. He called it like breaks, yeah, right? He, breaks. he used to put them over and over again. He called it the merry-go-round. Today it's just a regular beat. Right. You know what I mean? And Child we get down. exactly yeah. the get down. And when you think about that, what he did was he found a niche in a larger industry. Now you mm-hmm. transform that. Yeah, that was it. 
Because all hip hop was was a small piece of larger records, and then it became an industry within itself. That's what that's what you do in entrepreneurship. You find niches, and then whole industries are being created from that. You know, think about Uber. Now there's a sharing economy. Are you kidding me? Like yo, know, so it's like yo, they, they created a whole new economy level, a whole new class of, of people just earning their money, renting out their cribs, and driving cars. Like, like that's it's a it's a whole new thing. And so hip hop was hip hop can say that same message, and we were the first. You know, the founders of hip hop were hackers, man. Look at DJ Grandmaster Flash; he was always also in the get down. Mm-hmm. He created the first crossfader in hip hop using a light switch. Went to the junkyard, put it on the, put it on DJ tables, two two turntables. Had a light switch switching between the, both the records. I don't think he had a pad on that. But the thing is, man, he, shit. but he was in, he was in it. There's no DJ setup without a crossfader. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, we were the innovators. We were the hackers, man. It's just making sure that yo, we got away from what we perceived as hip hop being. It got back to what it really was. It was all about innovation. Yo, that was, <laughs> 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 Yo, that was I like the way you broke that down, man. Oh, what, what, what can our, how many, um, how many um, conferences have you done so far? So, we shut the fast startup down, by the way. Oh, y'all was really, you know, so. Uh, with Tech and Wait, we've done about four conferences total. Okay. And so then only once a year or a couple of years? We was doing, like last in 2015, we did three in one year. Oh, nice. So we did one in Oakland, one in D.C., and then one in New York City. That's dope. as far. And I think you have some great major partners. How did you go about with, like, I think Verizon or whatever? Yeah, no, we had AT&T, PayPal. Yeah, right. We got AT&T, PayPal. The bunny. But now, I mean, that's funny. AT&T endorsed me. So the thing oh, is, um, you got free service going on, geez. Like, I mean, you know, they hooked me up with a, a, like a few phones, and then also, you know, dope, dope. I got a wild pay. I ain't gonna fly. So my thing is like, you know, they, nice. I was in a commercial, so oh. they, they hit me up out of nowhere one day. It was like, yo, like, could we fly you out next week? Be part of this commercial. Wow. I was like, hell yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the thing they gave me the ticket, sent the car to the crib. Flew me out there. Nice. Put me on some some papers to be part of SAG or something like that. The, uh, the Screen Acting Guild. Yeah. yeah. And then they, we shot the commercial over two days. Um, they only used like a few seconds, which is wild crazy. It was like, damn, all that shit. <laughs> That's but, but, I was at food though on the set. Food was crazy, man. Had to be lit. Food was lit. Then <laughs> you per diem. I was like, damn, I could be an actor, yeah. So, no, I never no. thought about being an actor, but when you want the union, then you get a you yeah. get paid like two, three hundred dollars a day just for being just for being on set. Oh shit, just for being on set. Like, that was spending, man. I don't know what I'm spending this on. Like, I can't even spend this shit. Exactly. It was cash. Much. Like, it would give it to you cash. Like, you want to go check. Like, right. hey. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm like, some tips <laughs> and chopped cheese real quick. No, And then, um, you know, it was it was cool. And, and once, they, once they shot the commercial, it came out. It was all loved. It aired first during Empire. Okay. On Fox. And then it aired on several other channels as well. And, um, you know, I was like, man, y'all really doing this thing. Like, it's so crazy. I was like, yo, like, why don't y'all, you know, y'all really about tech and, you know, and showing people of color in the tech field. I got a whole new experience y'all need to jump on. So that's the key, key word in business is leverage. 
Like, that's what I learned to do is like, yo, how can I turn one opportunity to help fuel another? Mm. I've been doing, I feel like I've been doing that all my life. When you think about the coalition, how we had the traffic and how I use that to leverage the opportunity to get into an internship at a real tech company. So when I saw that they were giving me all this money, paying me, getting cars and all this shit, I'm like, damn, man, I got a lot of paper to play with. I got this conference. Mm. And not only it's not, and then here's how you get a bang for your buck. Everybody there is is young black entrepreneurs trying to get into, this the is market the, this, that you desire. This is to the be market in. you you basically saying you want to appeal to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me put you in front of like 300, 400 of them right now mm. in person. You know, and then you know it took them you know like maybe about three four weeks. But after three four weeks, they wrote a check and it was on. Like it was all right, cool. Oh. So it was all about leveraging. You know, and so that's how I, I landed them. But that's that's where relationships, you know, are very key, man. I think you just got to get out there and start meeting as many people as possible um, and just really shaking as many hands and, and really um, attracting that, too. It's more than just going out and chasing it, but you got to attract it. You guys are doing this podcast. That's a great way to attract that kind of energy. Because you never know who could be listening, you know. So, you know, somebody may hit you up. Like you never know. It might be. It might be a kid listening right now who might who 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 probably in college, but becomes, you know, the 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 the, the dude who does sponsorships for McDonald's in like two years. Right, right, right. But since he was fucking with you from the beginning, because yeah, yeah. you attracted that energy, right, right, right. you raised them, Connor. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, oh yeah, what y'all, what y'all gonna do something? We definitely accepted the McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the, I think that's how I organically started to get a lot of these looks. Right. I think a lot of times people think, yo, like yeah, you sent the right email. Don't get me wrong, you could have sent the right email. But most of the larger looks that you're going to get in life going to come from those organic joints, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to come from. That's dope. Because we have our own conference that we started to see our own summit. Um, um, that Our man Gabriel, he came to that one. We're going to talk, about, talk to Gabriel later too. Um, uh, called Impact Culture. So along those lines, uh, that's what we're trying to do too is you know build a community and uh, you know really uh, um, be the platform. So just even having you on, speaking to you, brother, was definitely this is Thank very you, man. Thank man. you for inviting me out. This is, this is a great conversation, man. Absolutely. I, two more questions. Oh yeah, it's just all real good. quick. It's all um, good. What what can we expect for you from you in in the next? Uh, you know, because fourth quarter is here. And then you know we're starting a, a whole new game next year. So yeah, man. I'm cooking. Yeah, man, I've been cooking, man. I'm at New Adventure Partners right now. I'm the entrepreneur in residence at a VC firm called New Adventure Partners, which is basically a firm started by Audible and Amazon in St. Newark. Mm. Um, and you know, as an entrepreneur in residence, you know, I you know I get to help with deal flow, get bring them companies, but more so. Uh, it's a, it's an opportunity for me to figure out what my next move is, right. and I kind of decided, you know, I want to start a digital agency next. You know, like I started looking at, you know, like we, we the keyword leverage, right? Um, you know, I looked at, you know, Tristan Walker. I'm pretty sure we all familiar with Tristan and him. Not, you know, definitely look him up. Um, but you know, he's someone who's in the tech industry for a very long time. But then he, when he decided to launch his own company, he launched a shaving brand. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, why? You know what I mean? But now it's such a wildly successful shaving mm-hmm. ring because he found ways to leverage his relationships, his know-how, his information that he learned while being in this industry 
to help him propel and be a great, you know, mark in that other industry. Right. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well, I care about my culture, I care about my people, but also I got these great ideas. I'm thinking instead of building another tech company, I want to use that everything that I've learned over the over the last, let's say, five years, mm -hmm. five to six years, and leverage that to build an agency that can help tell authentic stories for people of color, but more so, you know, young people in general, mm -hmm. but then also do it in a, in a way like podcasting, you know, maybe brands want to tell stories, but they're not connecting with, you know, people like us in an authentic way, right, you know, right. and so maybe I can help them do that. Cool. And so I'm really passionate about that, you know, um, we have, we talked a little bit about that um, um, before you guys came in, so he can probably play back some of the audio for you later. I don't know if you're gonna release that, but uh, but yeah, like it, it's all about finding that way to leverage what you know into what you want to do next. And honestly, that's that's what I'm focused on. And I just put a book out in March as well called "Don't Dumb Down Your Greatness." It's on Amazon and um, and Barnes and Noble as well. So nice. check that, that up. Don't, don't dumb down that greatness. greatness. Yeah, I definitely want to pick that up. Where can we find you on the uh, socials? Uh, Anthony Frazier, A N T H O N Y F R A S I E R. I spell that. There's like ten ways to spell Frazier. That's one of the. That's one of the wrong ways. That's crazy. And so that's why I, I stress the last name, Anthony Frazier, F R A S I E R, not a Z, F R A S I E R. But I, that, I'm, on, I'm mainly on Twitter and Instagram. Don't take care of you. Yeah, I'm mainly on Twitter and Instagram, though. Like, it's not, um, don't, you know, I mean, you can add me on Facebook, but I'm hardly active on Facebook, to be honest. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But Twitter and Instagram is where I'm really active. Hit me up. You know, I'm there. I respond. Gotcha. Yo, all facts, yeah. all caps, man. Yeah, Yo, yeah, thanks so. for. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for you know sharing that that knowledge and that inspiration, my brother. Y'all definitely go out and you know support the brother on his uh, journey. We will. And um, you know, stay driven. Stay driven.